And so this replaces what we saw for years, which was, you know, anti-corruption concerns and fraud concerns being the top concern. Now we have cybersecurity as being our top concern, and we're seeing compliance adapt itself in terms of building a new alliance with the information security component of the business. Global companies face unprecedented risks and challenges in today's economy. To mitigate these legal and economic risks, companies are rapidly embracing and elevating the importance of robust ethics and compliance programs to promote positive corporate citizenship. On Corruption, Crime and Compliance, you'll hear from industry leaders and insiders about how to create effective ethics and compliance programs that will mitigate risks and maximize financial performance. Here's your host, Michael Volkov. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Michael Volkov. We're going to talk about NAVEX's 2023 State of Risk and Compliance Report. And NAVEX's annual report on the State of Risk and Compliance is always a must-read. Each year, they give you helpful insights that compliance professionals, corporate managers, and board members can use to benchmark their risk management and compliance strategies. This year's survey reflects submissions from over 1,300 respondents around the globe. 56% came from the United States, 4% from Canada, the rest from Europe. Also, a broad cross-section of functions, only 22% were in the compliance field. We also had 18% in IT, information technology, which is important, as we'll discuss. And then we had some lawyers, legal functions, 6%. HR 6%, and then some business managers as well was about 18%, I believe. So this is an important report. There are really some interesting trends here. I want to highlight some of them as we go through this, and I'll give you some of my own comments in response to some of these trends that were identified. A significant finding right out of the box was an increase in respondents who characterized their own programs as mature. That maturation measurement is based on the ECIs, the five-point definition of program maturity, if you know that. And this is more than half. So 53% stated that their organization had a mature compliance program and risk management program. And that was compared to only 38% in 2022. Now, that to me is a really welcome sign. Also, at the same time, the number of immature programs declined from 2022 to 2023. So all in all, we're seeing a push in terms of ethics and compliance programs in general. Now, there were some interesting findings along with the maturation finding that mature programs often included strong board and executive level engagement. So of the programs that were mature or better, 67% delivered periodic reports to the board and had an ongoing reporting relationship. An interesting number to me also was 55% have compliance experience represented on their board. Now that is a significant increase and a very welcome development since, as you may know, I've been advocating and many in this field are advocating for compliance experience on the board. And this may be as a result of ESG. It may be just generally Boards are figuring out, hey, we need some help on this issue. Now, 52% of the mature programs conduct 
private sessions with a board committee, and 25% reported that compliance is an independent function reporting directly to the CEO or the board. And so all in all, the fact that a program looks mature and has achieved sort of the maturation status, going along with that is this important board-level engagement and interaction. So that tells us something, I think. Perhaps the most significant finding in this area to me was that in recognition from the rising threat level from cybersecurity attacks, ransomware, data privacy, ethics and compliance professionals are forging new and lasting internal partnerships with information security professionals. And I think that is a terrific development. I've always advocated for that in cybersecurity because obviously there's a lot that CCOs bring to the table. CISOs need help with the enterprise governance issues in terms of employee conduct, training, other policies and procedures. And I think this is a welcome sort of new addition. And so this replaces what we saw for years, which was, you know, anti-corruption concerns and fraud concerns being the top concern. Now we have cybersecurity as being our top concern, and we're seeing compliance adapt itself in terms of building a new alliance with the information security component of the business. And this probably is because three in 10 respondents reported that their organizations suffered a data privacy cybersecurity breach in the last 10 years. This is a pretty significant trend. It's not as speculative like, you know, an FCPA enforcement action may come about. But here we're having so many people experience this cybersecurity and data privacy types of issues, at least one third, that you can understand why people are responding by building this relationship. And 84% of the respondents indicated that compliance and information security have a strong working relationship. That looks to me like a marriage made in heaven because they obviously have complementary strengths on the technology side and compliance, like I said, on the governance, policies and procedures, training, and the design of controls. I think they can bring a lot to the table for the information security professionals. So the top five risks that were identified by respondents reflected number one, the cybersecurity issue. So 59% reported data privacy and security as very important and absolutely essential. Going down the list, this is kind of interesting, 58%, which is almost as much as the data privacy and security, reported regulatory compliance. And that, I'm sure, is a number that's higher in particular because of United States and EU enforcement programs, which tend to be pretty aggressive. And they are, at least in the United States right now, with this administration. So to me, that's not a significant surprise at all. The third risk was 44% reported harassment and discrimination going towards your culture, your employee issues. And obviously with the Me Too movement and continued concern over the civility of the workplace. In other words, how we interact with each other, our employees treating each other with respect. And 44% reported that as the third risk. And then the fourth risk was our old favorite anti-bribery and corruption at 43%. And I think that will always be there given the nature of the business. 
and the risk that it obviously is a significant risk, particularly for global companies. And the fifth and last of the top five was 39% reported diversity, equity, and inclusion. Maybe that goes along with harassment and discrimination, particularly in terms of responding to that, that this is an important issue to employees and to companies and to investors and as part of the ESG movement. But an interesting top five that came out of this process. In another indication of the sort of focus on data privacy and cybersecurity, respondents identified the top five topics for training during the next two to three years. You can imagine what that is going to look like. And it tends to match exactly what the risk areas are. Number one, cybersecurity, 60%. Ethics and code of conduct, 58%, which makes sense. Data privacy, which is almost hand in hand with cybersecurity, 57%. Harassment and discrimination, 52%. And diversity, equity, and inclusion, 48%. Navex also reported several interesting findings relating to senior management commitment to compliance. Three quarters of respondents reported that senior leaders encourage compliance in the organization, and nearly as many report that senior leaders demonstrate their commitment to compliance to employees. So it's not just words, but it's words and actions. However, there was one troubling concern, and that was with respect to middle management. And I would use this as a spur to try to reassess this on your own within your own organization in terms of what middle management support and training programs do we have. So NAVEX reported a lower commitment compared to the 2022 report with regard to middle management commitment to compliance. Specifically, middle management's reported commitment to compliance fell by 8%, and its tolerance for greater compliance risk, unethical behavior, and impediments to compliance personnel increased in 2023. So this is a really important issue, and it's kind of a warning sign that middle management is a good reminder for everybody to think carefully about middle management and how you're incorporating them into your compliance program. Interestingly, Navex noted that compliance programs and CCOs are increasingly collaborating with other functions in the organization. I think that reflects Number one, the growth of the relationship with cybersecurity. Hopefully, we'll see some improvements in the HR collaboration area because that would be a welcome development. But in particular, 20% reported that compliance was now spread across different functions and working together. Now, trade compliance to me is obviously an area that I've urged CCOs to integrate into their own program to leverage their own resources. On specific program elements, Navex reported some interesting results. 65% reported they had either sufficient or very sufficient funding to audit, document, analyze, and act on results of compliance efforts. A similar number reported having adequate staffing levels. So the concerns that have been expressed in myself included over resources, budget, and technology solutions appears to be being addressed in some respect, or that at least everybody feels, at least 65% who reported this, felt that they had sufficient funding to do their jobs. Now, with respect to purpose-built solutions needed to administer program functions, and this could be like third-party risk, platforms, 
policy management platforms, ethics and compliance training and hotline and incident management are the most likely to have a purpose-built solution. Obviously, hotlines, case management systems, 34%. And third-party risk management ranked the lowest with 25%, which is not good. And interestingly, 28% reported that they continue to rely on a paper-based third-party risk management program. And to me, you can't withstand scrutiny on that issue. And you need to have an automated program of some sort and relying on paper, be it through email sharing or file sharing, is just not going to work. Everybody needs some kind of third-party risk management platform. Now, Navex's report noted an interesting difference in perspective between Europe and the United States in implementing anti-retaliation programs. Even in the face of the EU Whistleblower Protection Directive, which was issued, EU respondents indicated a relatively lower priority for non-retaliation whistleblowing and related program elements. More than half of all respondents indicated that whistleblowing, reporting, and anti-retaliation were either very important or absolutely essential compliance issues. So the United States has the highest percentage of 71%, whereas the UK had 66%, France had 60 and Germany had 59 But only 61% of the US organizations even indicated that they had a non-retaliation policy. In Germany, it was 41%, the UK 36%, and France only 27% maintain an anti-retaliation policy. At the same time that you're trying to encourage people to report on your hotlines or even to walk in or to trust the system, you've got to have a more robust anti-retaliation message that's demonstrated not just by policy, but by actions itself. In other words, that there is a commitment to communicate that and to act in accordance with such policies to make sure that there are not subtle types of anti-retaliatory steps taken against reporters who may bring concerns to light. To me, this was one of the more disappointing issues with regard to the anti-retaliation programs, and particularly in the EU, where you have a whistleblower protection directive. And EU respondents are living on the edge, as Kramer used to say in Seinfeld, he's living on the edge here with regard to the absence of some kind of non-retaliation, whistleblowing, and related program elements. Well, that's the Navex State of Risk and Compliance, an interesting report. I'd urge you to download it if you get a chance and read it if you haven't already. But a welcome development and take a look. Navex has a lot of other good reports and benchmarking surveys that come out throughout the year. Anyways, thanks everybody. See you next week with another episode of Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to support the show is by subscribing on your favorite listening platform. To learn more and connect with Michael Volkov, go to volkovlaw.com. 